crew we on the ship. Bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. The Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. The Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! Somebody! What's new? Hello. Ah, uh, what's new, J-Dubs? I got a belly full of 7-Eleven Biggest Bites. Oh, kicking it old school hideout yeah. style. And what, what I don't like about the Biggest Bites, if I may say so myself, sure, it limits them. They could go bigger, but now they have something called the Biggest Bite. You can't go bigger than the Biggest. I understand these are the things that frustrate you in life. Yes. And that's why we're in the hideout. Come on in if you want to participate. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. If you want to be a part of the show, the way you get in is 800-636-1067. That's if you're one of those people that likes to talk on the telephone. Otherwise, you can hit us up on the Insta Messenger. On AOL, it is Hideout Radio. Again, on AOL, it is Hideout Radio. And our MySpace is myspace.com slash hideout radio. If you want to get in, be somebody. 800-636-1067. A lot to get done before 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Joe Radio takes over. But I got to tell you, man, what an amazing day. Oh, I had the perfect day, dude. I really did. Good for you. I was a couch potato. This was the... The most non-perfect day. (laughs) This was the first time, I think, in forever where I laid down on the couch... And I don't think I did anything else. And it was just a a borderline perfect Saturday. Well, and I tried to call you a couple times with some issues I was having, and you wouldn't have anything of it. I'm not. You knew I was I was completely miserable up there, and I just needed a little bit of direction because I didn't want to think. I wanted someone to think for me. I'll do the work. I'll do the heavy lifting, but I want someone to just tell me. So I don't have to do the thinking about it. And I said, do not bother me. It's my day off. I'm sleeping on the couch, and I feel fantastic. So hopefully you guys are all rested on a Saturday night. And if you, again, want to get in, it is 800-636-1067. Some of the stuff we want to touch on before 9 o'clock, there was a lot of stuff going on around video games. Mm -hmm. I know we talked a lot about GTA 4 last week, but... Some blowback, I guess. I don't know. Not necessarily related to Grand Theft Auto, but overall, like video games as a whole and some crimes that were committed, actually kind of fun and or funny to talk to you about. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about having a perfect day. But first, I want to start with this. Last night, you and I went out. One of our old buddies came into town hanging out. We all went out to dinner, had a fantastic time. It was about six.
Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. There are 24 hours in a day. You're wearing 80 hour protection. If the sun fails to go down, you'll be ready. Don't look at the moonlight. Your coconut scented force field blocks out all the sun's rays. And any stray rays from another sun in another galaxy. Your star. 30 SPF, please. You might as well be wearing cooking oil. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. 80 SPF sunblock wearer. In fact, feel free to crack one open at high noon in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mr. 80 SPF sunblock wearer. Bud Light beer, and Isaac Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! Hello. What's new, J-Dubs? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's new. I went to 7-Eleven. Ah, kick it I'm, old school hideout style. I'm full of the biggest fight. And let me tell you a little bit about what, what's got me beefing right now. What is that? 7-Eleven limits himself because he could have a bigger hot dog at one point, but when you call it the biggest bite, you can't go any bigger. Ah, and those are the things that are on your mind. Well, if that's what you want to talk about, that's why you have the hideout. If you want to come on in, my friend, to be somebody, 800-636-1067. Again, it is 800-636-1067. If you are one of those people that likes to use the telephone, otherwise, Mm -hmm. we also have the instant messenger available to you on AOL. It is... Hideout Radio. Again, the AOL Instant Messenger is Hideout Radio. And the MySpace is myspace.com slash Hideout Radio. A lot of stuff that we want to get to tonight for you guys. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit more, uh, really, about I had the perfect day. I mean, I just had the perfect day. I laid on the couch. Mine was far from perfect. For the longest time. I mean, it's been a really long time since I've been a couch potato. And, and what, what, I, I tell you, it felt fantastic. What makes me mad is I, I had a terrible day today, and I tried to call you just because I didn't want to think. I wanted, I was able to do the heavy lifting, but I wanted you to just tell me what to do, and you wanted none of it. Listen, 
Uh, I don't have time for that kind of stuff. Oh, it was such a perfect day. And a little bit later on, I want to talk to you more about it being a perfect day. Uh, video games. Video ga- You know, we talked a lot last week about GTA 4. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, well, not specifically about like blowback when it comes to GTA, but there were some issues when it came to video games and some stuff that's fun and also funny. That we want to chat with you guys about. So all that, if you want to be somebody, is 800-636-1067. I think we did good there. Yeah, I think we did about as good as we can. I want people to get in on this joke, just so people... Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Uh, By the way, speaking of Bud Light, I want to let you know that Cakes, Brett, and the Junkettes tonight from 10 to midnight are going to be at McFadden's for a Junkies Poker Open kickoff party. Register to win a free room at the Regatta Dinner. Tickets to see Bob Saget. The Junkies Poker Open is May 29th, all brought to you by Bud Light. So, if you want to uh, go check out the boys and the ladies, that's going on tonight at McFadden's. All right, allow me to just say real quick, we were having line issues, so we we decided to challenge ourselves, because I don't want people to think this is a pre-recorded show and they can't call in. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it is. It's completely pre-recorded. Every single show is pre-recorded. Uh, so we decided to try to recite the first part of the show that got cut off I think all we did, over again. I, I think, think we, we did, did really well. As close as we possibly could have. Sideshow during the next break when we come back, I want to get the two of them, put them on top of each other, and just play <laughs> them both at the same no. time. And let's see how far off we might have actually been. Ah, my friend, you are in the hideout, and that means unprofessional. So, again, if you want to uh, hop in, 800-636-1067. Uh, like I was saying... Buddy of ours came into town last yes. night. Uh, we had the opportunity to hang out with our buddy Lefty, who we've actually gone to McFadden's with. Mm-hmm. And um, we're hanging out. Man, I got to tell you, it was so much fun hanging out with an old friend, sitting around. I bought dinner for everyone. Uh, I bought my own. You didn't buy your own dinner? I bought my own. Really? Yeah. Wow, that was a little too expensive then. <laughs> when I look back at that bill, you didn't buy Really? Yeah, I bought my own. Why'd you do that? Because you were buying everybody else's, you needed to buy mine too. Dude, I was so drunk and I, didn't I, even, I didn't even realize that I didn't buy yours. I got to go back and look at that bill then, because I was a little high. Uh oh. Uh, well, nonetheless, though, I bought dinner for just about everyone. Well, everyone but you. Dinner and shots and drinks. So yeah, it, that that bill made sense. Yeah. Okay, you're right. It's me, and my girlfriend, our buddy Lefty, and his wife. Dubs is there with his boyfriend Rob. And we're all just whoa, 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 whoa! And we're all just hanging out, and uh, I get the bill, and I look at it, and it was kind of high. I'm not gonna lie to you, fairly high. But I'm like, oh wow, all right. And then I'm going, I'll, I'll just—I mean, it wasn't high, high, but I mean, considering what it was. Oh, well, we were only there for about 40 minutes. Yeah, we were there for about 40 minutes. I had about five drinks, and I think the final. Bill came to about 120, I guess. Which, yeah. I mean, isn't a whole lot. I mean, Not you, when there's five people eating off of it. Yeah, I mean, you go to McFadden's tonight to join the junks. I mean, you're probably going to spend a little bit more. But still, yeah, considering we're only there for 45 minutes. So I'm going to write out mm. the tip. I'm thinking, all right, how much How much of a tip would you leave on... 120? You're right. Uh, 30? I'd put make it 150 or 60. So. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I left five. 30 or 40. Five. I left five. I figured a dollar per person 
was a really right, grandma. That's how my grandma did it, no matter what. A dollar per person at the table. That's and that's how I thought you had to tip until I was like fifteen and started actually working in restaurants and doing that kind of stuff through high school. Yeah, I left about a dollar per person. Well, and then I go back and I realize that they had already put on the gratuity. Yeah, usually any place that has that doesn't usually serve that high volume of people, gratuity's added on like one hundred dollars up. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, the whole reason I bring this up, though, is because I don't know if you guys saw earlier in the week. Did anyone watch the Costas Now special on sports and the media? Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think of it? Terrific. Uh, it was awesome. Especially when the guy was going off on the guy from Deadspin. Uh, just really showing what an old ass a lot of these old school sports guys are. Not realizing the relevance and the importance of things like blogs and etc. So anyway, um, uh, there's a story on Deadspin this week, and I know LeBron has caught a lot of flack in D.C. Obviously, recently uh, taken out the whiz, uh, right now getting his ass handed to him by the Celtics. <laughs> but there's been a lot of flack about LeBron James, and I want to just take a moment to defend the man. Why? Well, it came out on Deadspin earlier this week, and this ties back to me and my tipping. He ha- had an experience at Cleveland's XO Prime Stakes at a late night. I think it might have even been after a game. Took a whole bunch of friends down to this the steakhouse. Yeah. All right. Just hanging out there. Keeps the group there till about three forty-five. All right. So everyone's hanging out pretty late. Um, the place has to stay open, or at the le- very least, stay open for him. Yeah. You know they, the they waiters and waitresses yep. are there. You know they're serving him. Final bill. Comes to about eight hundred bucks for LeBron and, and his, all of his friends and all of his friends. All right, listen, whatever. That's what's going to happen. So the reason it makes it onto Deadspin mm. is because on the eight hundred dollar tip, LeBron James left a ten dollar tip, where the waiter even decided that he wouldn't even take it. And gave the money back to LeBron for it only being ten bucks. I wonder how LeBron reacted to that. Listen, the reason I'm going to defend LeBron James is because of the fact that he has already given enough to that town of Cleveland. He has put that place back on the map, and he should have never even had to tip in the first place. He should have never even had to pay for this thing in the first place. And then he's and, used to not having to pay for stuff. And I'm pay. even willing to go so far as to say that after what happened to me last night. That tip was probably already included, and he was doing, like I did, an extra dollar for everyone at the table. Usually those places don't add gratuity just because... A steakhouse like that with a, with a group as large as whatever LeBron's is going to be? Yeah, usually not because they, those places, it, it really depends. And if they said there was only a $10 tip, it must have been $10 because there wasn't gratuity added on, or this wouldn't even be a story. Because there would have been an extra, what, $100 on there mm-hmm. for gratuity? About 160 if it was like 20. Yeah. I think it's okay, though. I think the did. I, you think, were, I think the dude did right. You would have just left 20, one for each person. So he even he even tipped bad on your standards because you he didn't even tip a dollar per person. I think he's getting a bum rap. I think he's done a lot for that city. He brought the NBA Finals there. That put a lot of money in a lot of pockets. He didn't bring it there. David Stern did. And I think at the very least you got to leave him alone. We need King LeBron. Right up there. Do you think I tipped too little yesterday? Five bucks? Yeah. Yeah? 
Uh, but they had already had the gratuity in there. Their gratuity is only, what, 12%? No, it was 18 it was eighteen percent. Okay, okay so it you was did like, fine then. Yeah, it was eighteen bucks already, okay. and I didn't even realize that. I wouldn't give you any crap for that. I almost, when I saw that, I almost threw down thirty. And that's the thing too. Whenever you get the, whenever you get the one sheet where you put the, you know, you put it down, it doesn't show that that gratuity's already been added in. Really? No. You have to look on the on the on itemized? the act- on the actual itemized. And whoever does that anymore, I don't ever do that. So I'm sitting here, I'm looking at this. I'm thinking 120. All right, maybe I'll probably throw it around 30 bucks, and I almost well, did until I went and looked at itemized. Then, so, the, then the bitch would have gotten away with 50 bucks, and the service wasn't all that a great. A lot of times they'll give that back because they'll know, oh, hey, he didn't know about this. Now, that wasn't that expensive then. 120 with gratuity already included. Right. That's not that bad for five people to drink and eat. Yeah, no, I got off easy. Yeah, I mean my buddy driving out. I'm like, dude, I'll buy you dinner. I get away with a burger and a couple of drinks and a Red Bull with mm-hmm. him, and it ends up working out beautifully for me. 800-636-1067 If you want to come into the hideout on a Saturday night, so that was awesome. That was really a good time. It was a good time hanging out. Um, and just going out and being a human being. I wish I could have stayed longer. What happened? I had to work at 7 a.m. up here at 1040 WWBA. You should get a real job. That is my real job. Mm. But during the weekend, for some reason, we don't have uh, reliable people working over here, so I have to come in during the weekend. And if anybody goes to yardstickofdeath.com... That's your blog. Yes, it's my death blog where I kind of... Uh, do you want me to run down the whole gimmick of it? Sure. Basically what it is, I have a, a bullet, a yardstick, and a gun. One end of the yardstick is the bullet. The other end of the yardstick is the gun. Every bad day I have, it moves. Uh, the bullet moves one inch closer to the gun. Right. Every good day I have, it moves an inch away from the gun. And if it makes it all the way to the gun in a calendar year, I have to shoot myself in the head. It's kind of <laughs> motivation for me to make my life a little bit better. Right. Well... Saturdays would be a guaranteed good day because we're up here doing the show having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But every other Saturday now is a guaranteed bad day because I have to uh, deal with computer talk. Right. Computer talk, I I blog down and uh, yardstickofdeath.com. It's really your prototypical group of geeks, nerds. And I have no problem with nerds usually. Nerds are usually fairly cool people. Mm -hmm. These guys... Douches. They wear fanny packs in here. Um, they they have those uh, those uh, old headphones from like the forties, right? That, that Marconi smell. invented. Yeah, they they just fall apart. It is an abortion in here on Saturdays with those people. Wow. Uh, I'm getting this on the instant messenger uh, from Honky. He says, "Are you shocked there was a cheap black man?" Talking about LeBron James well, and LeBron James tipping. That's another thing. Uh, he's not helping for the stereotypes because everybody who works in the service industry has that, you know, feeling when they see a black family sit at their table like, please don't send me over to that one. Please don't send me over to that one. Because isn't that, there even code too? Um, depends on where you work. Canadians, one of them. Really? Pineapple, another. All right, the pineapple's the one I had heard before too. Uh, that was only a big cheese piece where I worked that they were called pineapple. It's really racist. Yeah, because I could. Uh, you want me to tell why? I don't know. If I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't make it up. I'm just. I'm just reporting a story. Okay, then report it as if it's fact, though. Oh, it is fact. But I know, but they, still try okay. to do it in your best newsy place so we're not mocking. Okay. <clears throat> in Fallville, Michigan, a pizza place has code words 
for racial uh, people. I don't know. For people of color. People of color. It's reported that pineapple is the code for black person because the written code on a pizza slip for um, a pineapple oh, is N. Oh, you're kidding. You're kidding. Nope. And so that's why that is. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else sees that one. That one was exclusively was, Big Cheese. That was unique to where you grew up working. Mm. Let's go to Alonzo on line one. You're in the hideout on WJFK. Dude, I, I think if you told me that story before, and then I hear it again. Like the, it, it, it stings even more. Uh, what's up, Alonzo? Yeah, I'm, you know, as much money as Brian makes, I don't care what, what, what he wants to say. He could just at least 20% on top of what yeah. already had All right, man, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, I had a little trouble hearing him there, mm. but I think you were saying... He said should... it doesn't matter uh, how much the bill was, he should, or how much he's done for the city, he should tip 20% no matter what. Oh, come on. That was a brother. Yeah, but what What does that matter? Or as you call pineapple. <laughs> I don't call it that, you do. 800-636-1067. I got a really kind of embarrassing story that I'll share with you really quickly. Just about, I used to be married to a black woman, and a lot of times we'd go out to eat with uh her family they were great people but i remember one time we were leaving a mexican restaurant and i mean it was the four of us the bill is probably around 60 bucks and they they laid down a five and i Ooh. i saw it and so i'm like uh and i looked around to see if there's any money underneath and no there wasn't so we get up we start walking away and i'm like oh wait a second i left my keys over at the table I go back over and drop down another 10 just to help avoid the whole idea See? of that stereotype. Now, did, did you ever tell your ex-wife about that? No, I didn't. That would, was, that would you was, think she would have been upset about that? I don't know. I think she would have actually been quite accepting of that, but her family probably would have been upset. Her dad? Yeah, because it was the dad that did it. Yeah, I would I would be kind of prideful in the amount of money I leave for a tip, and I wouldn't want anybody adding to that. Right. I would think, you know, that's enough. Don't, you know, don't undermine me. I'm paying for this. Don't go out and throw $5 on there and act like you're better than me. But listen, man, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't feeding into stereotypes. But I'm on your side, too. If I saw that little of a tip, I would have thrown down money, too. Yeah, you have to. Because to me, I wasn't even thinking about the family. I wasn't even thinking about the server. I was thinking solely about the, the fact stereotype. of the stereotype and the stereotype of black people not tipping well. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to go back now and try to leave even more money so that it looks like, holy cow, these people were great tippers. <laughs> and almost trying to completely flip the bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of times, stereotypes are they're well, there's rooted. A, there's a reason for them. They, yeah. There are a certain segment of each, you know, uh, race and creed that do have that kind of tendency to either not tip, to exaggerate the truth, different things that may be associated with different races. So, yeah, it, it, it tends to but not swim. Different things. Stop do you think this LeBron thing was more the fact that he's LeBron James, or do you think it's more about the fact that he's a brother and the lack of tipping? No, he's LeBron James, because I know uh, and Kid Rock, and this is another way he tries to get in with the urban culture, he didn't tip Jack 
in any of the the, the uh, restaurants he went to in Michigan. Really? Yeah, Kid Rock was a terrible tipper. And also Roy Williams, too, formerly the, or still of the Detroit Lions. Yep, Roy Williams. Uh, I guess he had pizza delivered to his place and didn't tip a dime. Right. And then wouldn't apologize for it. He was saying, no, uh, you guys make a wage. I make a wage. I don't ask for anybody to give me a tip, even though he does have a bony structure. So, whatever. <laughs> but... Then, uh, you yeah, know. but it's not like he's hitting any of his bonuses or any of his uh, structures along those lines as he plays for the Lions. True. It's not like you guys like he's getting a hundred catches a year or whatever. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get the show started again. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. If you want to hop in the hideout tonight, a lot of stuff going on. Hey, is tomorrow's day? Is tomorrow really Mother's Day? Yeah. That's for real. Mm-hmm. That does it happen every year? Yeah. Really? I think it's a different day every year. I thought it was like a leap year kind of thing, or like every four Ooh. years. Maybe we can use that excuse. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to do anything for my mom today. Or tomorrow. No. I mean... I'll give her a call. I don't even... I'll, I'll send her a text. <laughs> hey, mom, check your email. There might be something in your inbox. Something a little special for you. A little smiley face and an LOL. Quick break, come back. It's a Hideout Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. It's bad radio. Join the hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. It is the hideout, Jefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. If you want to get in, 800-636-1067. Dude, technical stuff happens. I, Only in this studio, and now not, I can't n- press anything on the whole computer. But it's not just in this studio. We're we're back. We're live. We're here in our hideout. Yeah, yeah. I, I know we're having some technical things that are going on, but really, I mean, honestly, it happens everywhere. Every we you even though we're doing this from our Tampa Bay studios, um. It is just, it's seriously one of those things where when we were in D.C., mm-hmm. there were always technical issues there, too. Just stuff happens. Whatever. We're in the hideout. Don't worry about it. If you want to come in. I get angry. I'm El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. If it's, there's music, I'd tell you to cut the music off. It's, you know, it's a Saturday night. You know, let's hang out with each other. 800-636-1067. We got Stacy on line one. We were talking about tipping a second ago, mainly because of the fact that LeBron James on an $800 tip only left ten bucks. I think he's fine. I think it's I'm okay, fine. LeBron. Don't worry about it's it. It's at a .08%. You brought the finals to Cleveland. You put that place on the map. Really, what else is there in that whole godforsaken state other than you? The Rock and so, Roll Hall of Fame. You, please, whatever. It's okay. Stacy on line one. You're in the hideout on WJFK. What's up? Okay, I'm going to go with me. Okay. Hello? Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, there's a football player uh, for the Redskins. I know his last name is Armstrong, but I can't remember his first name. That's fine. I'd rather not know his name. My husband worked at a dealership as a detailer. He cleaned his car so, so good that he didn't even tip. And he didn't tip at all? At all, not one bit. He washed his car three times, and he didn't tip none of the times. All right, thank you for the phone call. Now, first of all, I don't know if this is true or not. Secondly, I think it's okay. Because think about how much joy that man brings to your husband when it comes to watching the Skins play. I don't think athletes should have to pay for anything, and much less even tipping either. And that's just the way I feel, and I'm being perfectly honest with you. Now, there's a website, and I have it somewhere, that has 
celebrity tippers and how well they tip. Mm-hmm. I'll find it real quick for us. It is hilarious. Really? Yeah. All right, let's see if we can find that. Hey, I've got a good question for you. Go for it. And this is something that's been kind of been weighing on my mind, and I don't know why. My little brother's graduating from high school in the next couple of days. Uh, my other little brother was the baseball MVP of his district. Mm-hmm. He threw a two-hitter in the playoffs. And there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news about, like, teachers. And it's nothing new. Yeah. But about teachers having sex with students and stuff. I mean, it happens everywhere. Just like technical issues on the radio happen everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, teachers are banging students everywhere. And then I saw something that I'm going to tell you about in a second. Honestly, Dubs, what do you think the the age of consent should be? Age of consent? We're not talking about making porn or anything. Just no, 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 no. Uh, like, consent for a sexual relationship with a, another, what we will consider a grown-up at that point. I, now, now, let me ask you, what would you consider a grown-up? 18. No, right now. No, 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 I'm not saying age, though-wise. Like, if you were to def- define a grown-up, how would you define it? Um, some, it? It would have to be someone who could live on their own without, you know, without the mental leadership of a parent being over them all the time. All right, but you realize that you're not even even at that point, right? I have the mental. I, I don't have the, uh, the uh, financial. Okay, so for you, it's all right, you're able to get out on your own. Yeah. So that's when you say that then you should be able to have sex? Uh, that would constitute being an adult. Now, having now sex, you realize that's probably now because of extended adolescence, it's like around 25, 26 years old, right? Sure. So you're saying you shouldn't be able to have sex no. until you're 25 or 26? I think 12. The age should be 12? No. Uh, I, th- I think about 14 or 15 would be considered uh, a, 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 an age where you can handle that kind of uh, act and not be scarred for life in any sort of way. It, it, you know, I mean, you could be 42 and have some kind of sex with uh, uh, a jerk, and then you're going to be scarred for life. Right. But that, that'll happen at any age. But I think uh, I think you're able to make your own decision and figure out who you actually want to be with and don't want to be with, 14 or 15. All right, 800-636-1067. Because I'm, I'm seriously, I'm thinking about this. I had a conversation with my dad, who's a superintendent school district, and I was telling him, like, you see all this stuff where all these teachers are having sex with students? Anyone who who goes on to FARC.com, it's like every day there's a story in a different place. Mm-hmm. Usually it's Florida, but there's usually a story from a different place around where you got a teacher. And then I even remember, too, Joey in my middle school having sex with the um, with the librarian. And I'm like, so this isn't anything new. No, um, I, and I, th- I think the age that I would honestly say, because it's weird. Here in America, we have this odd thing. And by the way, we're in the hideout, so if you want to participate and you have your true feelings and you don't want to go by your real name, that's why you use a fake mm-hmm. name in the hideout, 800-636-1067-WJFK. But... One of the things is that we have this extended adolescence now. Like, there's this whole thing of coddling children, and the way that we look at their mentality versus what happens to them physically, it's completely different. Like, your body matures or begins to mature at a way earlier age. You know what I mean? But mentally, because we treat our children and we coddle them so much, they don't really grow up, like I said, until 25 or 26. I'm almost thinking the age of, 
I don't know, like for Carl Malone, 13. I think the age of 13 might be a good one. 13 seems a little bit young to me, personally. Not that you say that you want it, all right? But when you really look at the whole totality of it, and you look back at the history of time, and that this, it's this, it's America. Like, this is really kind of one of our, our real big hang-ups. And honestly, now that I think about it, it's really been like in the last 200 years or so, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think even the uh, founding fathers were getting were getting youngins. You know what I mean? And oh, youngins by, they, they wouldn't have been able to have a driver's license at this point. You know what I'm saying? And every day you got someone getting busted for some other sex crime. Quote, unquote, some other sex crime. And some of them are valid. Some of them of are just uh, uh, vultures. But there are those times when it's... It, would be considered if you if you took these people on an individual basis, it would be uh, two consenting adults. Because you also look too at like third world nations, mm. you know, and you look at them and you're like, "Ooh, what's wrong with you guys getting married at the age of twelve and thirteen?" And how barbaric! Well, I just think that that's ridiculous. Anyway, I mean, we can't even handle marriage at in their thirties in this country. How, how Don't you think it'd be a little bit easier if you had like if you were married at the age of twelve or thirteen? I guess you wouldn't know what you're missing. Exactly. I I even say this: marriage would probably last longer. A lot of times mm-hmm. you hear about that. Well, we've been married forever because you had no no idea what you were missing out on. That's the only thing you ever had. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. If you want to come into the hideout, and I'm going to get to that Carl Malone thing in a second because I know a bunch of you are like what Carl Malone. Uh, first of all, let's go to Scott on line one. You're in the hideout on WJFK. What's up, dude? Guys, what's going on? What's happening, my man? Firstly, you, there's an easy gauge. Don't even go by age. C cup or better. <laughs> what, what? All right, thank you. What? Such <laughs> an ass. All right, but see, he's going. He's a C cup or better. Yeah, he's going on the complete physical. Yeah, I, but I can understand. But again. That does kind of go back into the whole idea of of the maturing, you know, and the body's beginning to mm. mature earlier. And listen, I'm not advocating it, but if you look at what's going on and you look at the amount of people that are getting busted now and you think, okay, if this was the 1700s, would they still be getting busted? And is the system broken? Is the whole idea and the way that we look at this thing, is it flawed in the way we handle this stuff? I kind of got to think yes by the amount of stories that I'm seeing. And just knowing the pleasure that was on the librarian's face after she'd go give a tutoring session to, to Joey. I know that uh, when I was a junior in high school, we had a really hot, And you were still a virgin. We had a really hot sex ed teacher and health teacher. She hooked up with one of my friends. He wasn't scarred from it. He was king. You know, he was happy. And they they actually got pretty hot and heavy there for a little bit, but then uh, the system man made them break up. System broke us up, brother. Yeah, I had the chance to talk to um, on one of the many radio shows I do. I had the chance to talk to the former husband of Deborah Lafave. You guys remember Deborah Lafave and who she was? Mm-hmm. She was that hot blonde in the Florida area that got busted with. I think it was the middle schooler. Yeah. And I talked to this dude, and I'm like. Because he's on this whole crusade of saving young guys from getting pooned. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, I asked him, I go, what do you mean? You, are you saying that they're victims or what is this? And he's like, yeah, of course they're victims. And I go, do you forget what it's like? Have you forgotten what it's like to be a young dude and trying to get some? And 
along those lines, he goes, the reason why they're victims is because they have sex with these older women. And then, and then some cases they're in their 20s, but mm-hmm. other times they might be cougars. And he goes, then they're scarred for the rest of their life because the sex never really lives up to that first time when they were, you know, 13, 14 years old. You know, and they had like a devil of favor. I'm like, well, first of all, sex after that first time never lives up again. No, it's it's one. It's like cocaine. It's that law of diminishing returns. It's never as good as the first time. I'll tell you what. There's nothing. At better. least for a guy. There's nothing better. We don't, we're not talking about women. You're excluded. There's nothing better than um, the first time with a chick, any chick. Mm. And after that, I mean, I think. I think the first time you're with any chick, it'll be the best time you've ever had, um, even with the best uh, with the first time with any of those other chicks. So it kind of all levels out there. So the 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 fewer times you have sex with that girl, the better memories of the sex you're gonna have. Right. So you may love your wife, but she's not as in good as good in the sack as that girlfriend you had for four weeks uh, when you when you uh, you know went on vacation uh, when you were in high school or something. Yeah, when you went away to, went away to band camp. Yeah, that, it, the sex isn't as good. Hefe and Dubs in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, got a couple calls lined up here, Dubs. Let's bang those out real right. fast. Did you find that yes. tipping website? Yes. All right, let's get a Tim first on line two. You're in the hideout on WJFK. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? I was going to say, you know, a lot of times with these kids, you know, they're trying to, like, basically makes a, a standard the same for boys and chicks because a lot of times these girls they get like preyed upon by these older pedophiles maybe sometimes it's consensual sometimes it isn't but really the age should just be whenever the kid's ready to like i don't know ready to have sex just ask them are you ready to have sex you know it's not like these kids you know aren't having sex earlier anyway yeah. all right th- thanks for the phone call Tim. Yeah, it sounds like you've uh, you've asked Mm-hmm. And that actually, the way you put it, it sounds creepy. Yeah, I'm changing my whole uh, stance. I just yeah. on your call. Yeah, Tim, <laughs> you kind of brought a real creepiness to this conversation. <laughs> now, but again, that's one of the things I always talk about too. There is a difference. Yeah, you know, there's a double standard. Of course, for chicks, it's one way. For dudes, it's another. Thirteen, fourteen year old dude banging a teacher. It's not the and, same thing as. You know, I understand that double standard. Girls have to kind of think, oh, this isn't right. I'm not allowed to do the same stuff that my brother was able to do. I, I wasn't able to lead the same life. But if you think about it, if you had a daughter, what would you let her do compared to your son? It would be amazing. I would let my son do anything he wanted, basically. Right. I'd let him go Nick Balea all over this place. Oh, Kogan's kid? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. That's what's kind of that's what's that's what's interesting about it, though. You know, I completely understand it. There's that double standard. Hmm. I'm just really trying to figure this out. Like even for the guys, you know, because you got the guys that are constantly getting busted. Mm-hmm. And to me, I look at those stories and I don't look at them like they're creeps. I mean, I do a lot of times because they look like it. You know what I mean? But I'm also thinking too. All right, if this was a different country. Or if this was just a different time period, those guys wouldn't be going to jail for Mm-mm. 30 years. You know what I mean? They would just be old hat in like medieval times. And is it a sign that we've progressed? Or is it a sign that we're more conservative? What is it more of a sign of, this, the age of consent? It's, I don't know why it's so fascinating to me. 
but maybe because it's always in the news. And I always like to look because you sit there and you all right, you see some guy who was getting busted, maybe hitting on like a 25 year old band teacher mm. hits on one of his 14 year old students. Hey, and it's gone all over them. You know, what I mean, like it's it's happened yeah. everywhere. That's not what I meant. It happens everywhere. And he's thinking, why is this happening so much? Are these guys all creepy? Or is this just something within dudes? Partially. I think any guy who wants to be around kids a lot and teach is a creep. There's no way that you could want to be around kids and not be a little bit odd. Yeah, but you get, you're get you scared by children because you're always afraid always... of being labeled a kid toucher. That and what kind of good conversation have you ever had? With a kid. I can't even have a good conversation with you on a Shut radio up. show. What does it even mean when you're sitting around with a kid? Hey, by the way, we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification for the stations along the line right here on the Hideout Radio Network. Live from the Geico Studios, WJFK FM, WJFK FM HD1, Manassas, Washington, D.C. Welcome back, America. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK FA and Dubs. Let's go to Mac on line one. Uh, talk uh, to I just wanted to chime in real quick about the age thing. I wonder how come nobody, um, I don't, I, I don't like really look at like, I have no interest in young girls myself, whatever. I mean, that, that is creepy or whatever, but, um, how come nobody takes a look at like the, the biological part of it? Like when girls are around 12, 13, 14, they start getting their periods or whatever. Thank you. Nobody really takes a look at that, that aspect of it, that physically, Biologically, they're ready to start mating and producing. I don't know why you want to look at twelve-year-old periods? All right, then, uh, thank you for the phone. But that's kind of what I'm saying here, dude. Like, again, and I'm not trying to be creepy about it or anything. I really want to have a logical discussion because I know it's something that you thought about, and not in a way of, you know, this opens up a whole another potential demographic for me to start looking at on mm-hmm. Facebook. It's a thing of. Why is this going on so much? Why is this happening? Yeah, there has to be a reason. Yeah, and I think Mac was partially right in that whole biological sense of it. But what we do, though, maybe it's, that's always the case. What we do when it comes to biological as opposed to the mental and how we here, especially in America, love to separate those out. We're so afraid of our bodies. We're so afraid of our naughty bits that anyone will see them. You know, even though everyone has them, everyone's seen them. Yeah. We're so afraid of people seeing ours that we cover up in shame. Yet for some reason we point at the Muslims like they're like they're animals because they make their chicks wear burkas. Well, they're even further than us. And to prove that we are not uh, Muslim or extremist whatsoever, we're going to do the rest of the the, uh, the show with our shirts off. All right, let's, let's do take it, it off. Shirts off. All right, you you go shirt off. I'll go bottoms off. Okay, and we'll just do the well, show and set. Yeah, and then that way between the two of us dudes, mm-hmm. we manly men, there's going to be one set of whole clothing. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Hey, really quickly, I, I mentioned Carl Malone and Thurk. Whitey's really. Yeah. Well, uh, don't pay attention to the holes. Carl uh, Malone apparently fathered this kid, Demetrius Bell, who got picked in the seventh round by the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. This is on ESPN.com, page two, written by uh, Jamel Hill. Turns out he, he refuses to acknowledge that this kid exists. And I guess one of the reasons that he refuses to acknowledge the kid exists is because, according to this, he impregnated Bell's mother when she was 13 
and he was a sophomore at Louisiana Tech. He won't acknowledge it to the point where he won't acknowledge why he's not going to acknowledge it. You know, he's not going into any kind of detail whatsoever. So all we can do and all ESPN can do is speculate. And that seems like the most reasonable reason why he would completely uh, not acknowledge this kid. Because he has other kids out of wedlock and he's gone around to acknowledging them. Uh, a and then girl you would plays think- for the Detroit Shock. Right. And then you think about Roger Clemens, too. And the thing that came out with him and that country star where after a karaoke bar they went up to the hotel and they, and she just laid there on mm. top of him. And that's all that apparently happened. And so here you have these athletes. I guess Malone was probably, if he's a sophomore, he's 19, yeah. maybe 20. This chick is 13. Then you had Roger Clemens who was 28 with that 15-year-old singer. Which, which one's and, worse? 19 with 13? Or 28 was 15. There's a bigger age gap in there, but one of 13 and 15, there's kind of a bigger difference there in the growth area. Right. That's kind of tough. No, that is a tough one when you think about that. Which one? Think about two years ago, you hooking up with a 15 year old, or when you're 19, hooking up with a 13 year old. All right, it's got to be Clemens. Yeah. You're right. That's creepier. It's got to be Clemens. Because you also think, too, about the age difference, because it's not so much the 15 and the 13. It's the 19 versus 28 mm-hmm. and the amount of life experience that you have in those extra nine years. And you're a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, bro. Mm. So it's not like you're going to – there's no trim out there yeah, or a lack or shortage thereof. Those girls out there will throw themselves at your feet and you have to go. But but there's a lot of hubbub around it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Clements possibly with a 15-year-old, Carl Malone possibly with a 13-year-old. And that, too – was an aspect of why I'm sitting there thinking, what, you know, is this, is the whole idea and the whole way we look at it, is it wrong, is it broken? I don't think, it's never going to change. Mm. Did you ever see someone say, and I don't even know, I guess it happens on the state level. Maybe it would take somewhere like Arkansas. Or no, it would probably take a legitimate state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe a Connecticut or even a Maryland saying, well, I don't know about you, <laughs> PG County. Uh, or it's like, all right, 12. Yeah. Bowie. That's what, that's what it is. I don't know. 800-636-1067. F.A. and Dubs. We're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Are you found that tipping thing? Yes. Celebrity tippers? And uh, there's some surprises on there. It's uh, separated by Saints, the Good Tippers, and the Scum. One, a couple that jumped out to For me. For those of you maybe just now tuning in, we started off the show talking about LeBron James had an $800 bill. And he tipped 10 bucks. I said he's. A, I'm, a, I'm all right with that. One of the big ones that jumped out uh, to me on the Saints side, a good tipper, Bobby Brown. That <sighs> kind of surprised me. Um, other than that, they all look like. I think he chaps. was probably just going through dollar bills looking for the ones with Coke, and <laughs> the ones that didn't have any, just left them on the table accidentally because he forgot. All right, now we'll go over the scum, the fun part. Uh, Derek Brooks, pro football player. Um, Derek Coleman, pro basketball player. I think a lot of it's athletes. Jimmy Buffett. Really? Professional slack ass. Did you see that? And he, he owns a restaurant, for God's sakes. Did you see that South Park uh, with, uh, with Jimmy Buffett? Buffett? Yeah, no. when they were making fun of him. I think it was the one this last Wednesday. Oh, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it was good. Tony Dorsett. No. James Buster Douglas. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. He looks like a cheap bastard. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Fonda. Let's see, Al Gore. Not a good tipper. Of course not, because... Oh, well, he's a liar. Well, no, because... 
that money comes from trees, and he's trying to save trees. Then he's, saving, credit. he's saving the environment. Ethan Hawke, Don Henley, Whitney Houston. That's odd. Whitney Houston, bad tipper. Bobby Brown, good one. Hmm. Ice-T, bad tipper. Allen Iverson, bad tipper. Oh, Jesse Jackson, bad tipper. Oh, boy. Dan uh, Quayle, is, bad tipper. Say, Mark McGuire, Scotty Pippen. But listen, it only takes one time if you're a famous person. It only takes one mistake for people to say, that guy's a prick and he doesn't tip well. The Rock, Pete Rose. Oh, Pete Rose, do you really expect him to yeah, be a good got, tipper at advice. all? Leave him alone. Uh, David Lee Roth. A bad radio Luda. show. Ludacris. OJ. I, now, now it almost sounds like it's everybody. Polly Shore, Siegfried and Roy, both of them. Um, let's see. Uh, Barry Switzer, the band. Now, hold on a second. What's this website? And what, Tiger Woods. And what is it made of? Like what? Usher. Um, this is uh, it's called uh, stainedapron.com. It's actually quite reputable. Reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, collaboration of different. Uh, is it just a blog though, where no, people can no. go? Uh, it, Do they, they show receipts? Yeah, they like they have to produce like some kind of proof that it was a bad tip from this, and they you know they send it into the website and then they'll post it after that. Hmm. Actually, you want me to tell you where I heard this one from? Where the Dave Ramsey show? Oh, really? He wouldn't put crap out. Huh. Good man. All right. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. FA and Dubs in the hideout. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I uh, want to remind you, Monday Monday morning, the Junkies, they're going to have your chance to win a key that could start the Miller Lite Ultimate Harley. That's coming up on Monday with the Junks. FA and Dubs are in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. Could you guys have a uh, anything-goes type situation here? Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Guys, feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. The face fits. Kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Saturday night means the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Hefe and Dubs with you. If you want to get in, 800-636-1067, the instant messenger is hideout radio. If you want to get in on that, hideout radio. Um, that's on AOL, by the way. I want to remind you, coming up tonight, 10 o'clock, Cakes, Brett, Junkettes, going to be at McFadden's for the Junkies Poker Open kickoff party. Register to win a free room at the Borgata Dinner. Tickets to see Bob Saget. Also, the Junkies Poker Open is May 29th. All brought to you by Bud Light. So that's uh, that's coming up for you tonight at 10 o'clock. <clears throat> hey, um, we were talking a little bit mm-hmm. about athletes as kind of their preferential treatment. And I got this instant messenger on Hideout Radio from the Don. He said in the early 90s, he worked at Foot Locker, and the Cowboys and Skins played a charity basketball game. Uh Emmett and Irvin came into my store and bought shoes, and they asked for a discount, so I gave them the employee discount. Would you really need... I said, nice, good man. And he didn't even ask for an autograph when that happened. Oh, you need to ask. That's part of how they pay. If they're getting a discount, they have to give an autograph over. Did you see, by the way, that Hard Knocks is going to be covering the Cowboys this year? Yeah, I saw that. 
Actually, um, they they say it's going to be that, but I think they're just coming out with a new season of Oz. And, a bunch of criminals on that team. And the other thing, too, that's going to happen um, is that it's awesome. The uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, all right, 12-year-old. I, oh, no, I'm serious. <laughs> so sweet. It, there's, there's no better team in the history of sports <laughs> to follow than this year's Dallas Cowboys. And you even have to admit that as a Skins fan. With the personalities of T.O. and Pac-Man and Tank Johnson and Romo with with Jessica Simpson and everything going on. I mean, I seriously. Don't know, I don't know how all their personalities are. I don't know if they're just, you know, head cases and we only get to see the highlights. Mm-hmm. I know uh, T.O. is a very entertaining guy when the cameras aren't around. He, he attracts attention. So with the attention already there... I'm really interested to see how he shows up and what he does. The rest of them, I don't know. They, they could be great personalities. They could be duds. We don't know yet. All we know is their legal troubles. But I am excited to see T.O. out there. Do you ever worry? Like, when you go around mm-hmm. and you're just in life, just burping the way you are, yeah. looking the way you do, mm-hmm. uh, do you ever worry that people look at you like you're a clown? No. Like older people. You know, I I used to think that, and I probably was because I would run around wearing cut off uh, uh, camos and you know just ripped up shirts and red uh, all star shoes. Yeah, I was ridiculous for a while. I'd have my hair braided at times. I looked like a clown. I, I remember we, we when we went out yesterday with my bu- with our buddy. Mm. Uh, he looked all nice. His wife looked nice, and I'm wearing the exact same thing right now. That I wore last night when we went out to dinner. A Tool shirt. Uh, uh, the band Tool. I'm wearing that shirt along with some camo shorts and some flip-flops. Even I was wearing a button-up shirt. I know. I looked around and my chick even looked nice too. I'm like... Yeah, you're just a scuzzbag. I couldn't believe you were getting dressed like that. I saw you uh, You came home and you took your stuff off to walk the dog and everything. And you put that on. I thought you were just getting comfortable for the time being while we're walking the dogs and everything. Do you think that's a flaw? Is that a personal the, flaw for me, or the, is that the, something that's just kind of normal for people that are our age? The the flaw is that you thought for some reason, because we were hanging out with the guy that we hung out with when we were 20, 23, you know, in between there, that you can dress like you're 20, 23 again. I, I, I go see my cousins that I hung out with when I was five, but you don't see me start to wet my pants. I, I keep it, I'm you trying know, to find some Oshkosh. Yeah. And make that happen. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because during the week, I have to dress like a quote-unquote professional. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, but, but yeah, otherwise, you know, when it came to the weekend, I'm like, dude, I want to throw on my camo shorts. I want to just throw on a t-shirt, go sit back, get very drunk, mm-hmm. and have a nice burger. And I don't know if that's something that's wrong with me or if that's just like an okay thing to do. And did you notice when she brought the bill over, she didn't put it anywhere near you at first? Yeah. I'm sure that it was shocked her that I was the one that was paying. Yeah. That I was the one paying for this hefty bill. What, VFW over there is paying? With that scruffy hair and camo? I know. I just wonder if that's one of those things where it's like, hmm, maybe I should grow up a little bit. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That's what keeps me young. Because Lord knows it in the hairline. That's <laughs> killing me right now. My, my, uh, I'm beginning to wonder though, because, like, I even see the way my dad looks at me. He looks at you like a clown? 
Yeah, because like I'll wear this exact same outfit. Why would you do that when you know you have to be around your father who you try to impress all the time? Why do you, at the end of it, try to rebel again at him and wear scuzzy stuff? I just wonder if people look at us. You look like an animal. I know, but I... I, I try to mask my animal-tude uh, when I'm around people. I, I should hide it around. There's a certain there's a certain time in your life, though, when you don't want to be dressed up like, like everyone else. You don't want to feel like you're a cog in the machine. You know what I mean? Like, maybe during the week you are, but on the weekend, you know, when you're in the hideout or you're going and you're hanging out... You just want to be comfortable. All right. You shouldn't want to be a cog in the machine um, in your professional life when you're trying to make a difference, when you're trying to do different things. That's when you shouldn't be a cog in the machine. When you go home to see your dad, that's when you become the cog in the machine just so he doesn't bother you, so he doesn't try to grease you. Do you think that our generation, like the 30 and under right now, do you think we're looked at like quite possibly we're the worst generation of all time? Like ever? The, it used, like the, the kids or is that are, the way it always is? It, it's the way it always is. Actually, I think we're a lot more tame than the kids of the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. We, yeah, we, they, they cracked down on all the good drugs while we were growing up. They, well, they legalized them. No, they cracked down on them. No, they, they just got, turned. They just gave them different names and then started giving them to they, us, they, like Adderall. They took the they took the crack out of the white kids' hands, which really upsets me. Um, cocaine is almost impossible to get, unless you know someone cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just difficult to find any good drugs anymore. So, by, you know, just by definition of bad kids doing drugs, we aren't able to do them as much as the generations before. My chick just emailed me this. I guess some guy wrote a book called The Dumbest Generation, How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future. Gee, dude, what do you really think? And I guess he gives some of his reasons. He said one of the reasons is they don't read books and don't want to either. I got to admit, I, I like to read, but it's, it's been a little while since I've actually picked up a book. I'm, by a little while, I say about six weeks. It's difficult just because of the busy schedules you keep. Uh, like, I but think, are you really busy or is yeah. it just online stuff? No, no, more than before. We are more busy than the generations before. They were able to keep one job and keep everything afloat and a family afloat by just doing that. Now you have to uh, go uh, a continuing education, going back to school, learning new things, and keeping a full-time job and trying to keep the hoe happy at home. See, I think it's just... I, I think it's before when they didn't have the Internet yeah. and they didn't have DVR... Like, right there is instantaneous time wasters. No. And a book was a lot of times a great way when you got home, you killed the rest of the night, or you fell asleep reading a book. When is your the mom. That was the way your mom did it. No. We don't do my it mom's that a way. Janitor. Well, okay, my mom loved to read. Your mom can't read. But regardless, I think that's the way it always went down. You know what I mean? I always saw my mom falling asleep with a book. Now, dude, how do you fall asleep? Um, listening to, uh, either comedy or watching TV. Yeah, it's always, for me, it's watching TV. Every single time it's watching TV. So, I think that's part of it. And you gotta worry a little bit if people aren't reading, or do you count the internet as reading? Um, no, if you're just reading, like, these short little snippets that we're doing, I don't consider that reading. But if there are people who read full books online, yeah, I do consider that reading. 
Another reason he says is we can't spell. People under 30 can't true. spell anymore. But, all right, that's one situation. And this kind of goes back to, to the Costas now, sports and the media mm-hmm. and the bloggers versus the old school, um, you know, traditional newspaper types. You don't have to know how to spell anymore. Like, I know they get upset yeah. about that. But you think of the way when we bec- when we take over and we're in charge, spelling really isn't going to be that big of a deal. You're not going to need that, and you're going to have need- spell check. All you'll need to know is when you're happy, you LOL, and when you're mad, you grrr. Uh, <laughs> all right, Pedro says this. The generation is defined by the World Series of Poker, Grand Theft Auto video games, and the rise of kitty porn. Is that the way that our generation is looked at? Kitty porn has always been there. Don't blame kitty porn. Maybe just on your computer, but maybe not for the rest of us. No, but it's the same amount as it was back then. It's it's just not hitting in attics. It's here in the hideout, FN Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Another reason he says why this is possibly the dumbest generation ever is Grand Theft Auto and video games. Grand Theft Auto, dude, in the first week, $500 million in sales. That's a bad thing? $500 million in sales. Like, stop and think about that for a moment, all right? Opening week of anything. Like, what's a great opening week for a movie? Um, What, like $30 million? Well, but, but I mean, or, I'm no, a, like a, a great one. A great one? Uh, $90 million would yeah. be a great one. And so, it, and that's $10 a ticket. What, that's 9 million people going to see it? Yeah, it really is one of those situations where if over the course of a three-day weekend, mm-hmm. you know, $100 million, that's a big deal. But for Grand Theft Auto, $500 million. And there's no situation, like there's no book that comes close to that. Mm-mm. There's no anything oh, else ever. You're hard-pressed to uh, make any money writing a book. The only thing you get out of a book is a little notoriety and uh, doors to open to actually make money. If you're an author, you aren't really making money by being an author usually. You have to sell that mo- that book into a movie to make any kind of money out of it. And that's what was funny about watching that thing, that Cost Us Now thing, where mm-hmm. you see the old guys, the people that used to write, that wrote books. That's how they made their living, by writing newspaper columns. They're basically yelling at the bloggers to get off their lawn. <laughs> they are. They are. Mm-hmm. That's like us sitting there, you're like possibly yelling at podcasters to stop it all. Yelling at ourselves? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're there and see, we have that appreciation. We know what that can actually garner. Yeah. And we don't put down people that are doing something like that Anymore. Because, because you're creating. But I don't know that we ever really did, did we? Ah, uh, we, would, we would rib on it a little bit. Yeah, maybe initially. But we always knew that there were some guys out there, like a Perrynoid or someone, mm-hmm. or a Craig Coleman, who did a quality broadcast over the internet and yeah. just wouldn't get on the radio. But that didn't mean that there isn't talent out there. But it's funny. It's funny to see these old people look back and look at the next generation with just anger and almost that fear. You know what I mean? That There's that fear of this is what it's going to become. Um, and they slip into this old type of situation, this old mentality of thinking of it's not going to be this way anymore. It's not going to be Bruce Springsteen. It's not going to be commas in their proper places mm. it's not going to be you know sitting around reading a book it used to be you go to a coffee shop and someone's sitting there reading a book or a magazine every coffee shop you go to you go to starbucks you go to panera you go wherever people have their laptops out laptops up or ipods on sipping on a coffee yeah and that's the way it is but it's funny how that's what scares 
it's kind of fun to see it scare old people. Mm-hmm. You don't get a, you don't get a perverse joy out of that. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I, I'm sure these kids, uh, these old people, when they were kids, got uh, a joy out of seeing people get uh, old people get upset about the TV and how uh, how the the demon box is going to kill all the kids. You know, the devil net. Yeah, we got a guy. Uh, the station's I'm the P- I'm a PD of, and he's one of our he's one of our hosts. And it's, what is it, 2008? Is it 2008? Mm-hmm. God damn, it's 2008. Yep. And he still calls it the devil net. And I'm like, dude, okay, that would have been okay five years ago. Yeah. You know, maybe even ten years ago. But you can't be in 2008 and continue to call something like the internet the devil net. <laughs> because you just, you look silly. Yeah. At some point when you don't begin to embrace technology, you do look silly. Oh, without a doubt. But I watch this guy. I mean, it, there there are people for a long time who thought, you know, like uh, online dating is weird. Now it's normal. There's commercials every day for it. My sister got married off of online back in 1996. All right, then it was creepy, though. Yeah, then it was really creepy. She got uh, married on, what was it? Uh, that Prodigy? One? Prodigy. Yeah, that's where she met her guy at. Now, but see, think about that, too. Yeah. You don't even meet people in the real world. No. Everyone you are talking to and you are meeting with now, you only meet them online. But it's if more we, comfortable. But if we said that... Five years ago, even. Five years ago, people... Creep. Yeah. Dude, what's wrong with you? But, like, you're, you're preying on these girls, or you know what I mean? Like, what? now you are abnormal if you're just meeting a chick at the bar. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to approach a girl at the bar. And the first thing is, well, what's your MySpace? Yeah, or you got an email. Honestly, that's what's your how, instant messenger? When I meet people around work and everything, I'll I'll get that kind of info from them. That's how I'll hit on them at work. You know, I was real good with that. I remember even this too, Brett from uh, Junkies. You know, mm-hmm. and he's by the way they're gonna be out of McFadden's. I remember going out. Man, this was a long time ago. Remember when he did the show? Yeah, the Phenoms. The Phenoms. Great show. I wish they hadn't quit it, but he had to quit that to go work at the Junks at HFS. Um, I remember one night, though, we went out after, like, the Saturday night shows because it was us and then it was the Phenoms, and we went to some bar. And I remember watching his move, and he was smooth. Even then, like, he kind of knew. He was like, hey, what's your IM? What's your instant messenger? We'll chat Let's, We'll chat more after this. I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm like, dude, that was a smooth move. What's instant messenger? When did this <laughs> what is this thing? How does this thing work? It's a fan-dangled yeah. piece of machinery you talk about. Yeah. On the devil net, 800-636-1067. Yeah, Brett and Cakes and the Junkettes are out at uh, McFadden's tonight from 10 uh, to midnight. And it's the the kickoff party for the Junkies Poker Open. I love scaring old people. I love to yeah. see that fear. And maybe that's what was kind of fun. Do you remember know- like, when you'd be walking home from school as a kid and you'd purposely walk through the old people's lawns because they'd get pissed? It was fun. You like to piss off the old people. But see, you like to tell them, hey, there's there's a new crop coming up. But you got to think about it, too. Like, for every... But when I say old, I'm like, let's say you're somebody in your 40s, all right? You're in, a, you're in a precarious situation because, A, you have to somehow find a balance of your kind of old school. You like to still read the newspaper and have the newspaper in your hands. Mm. You're also probably getting online. Work's forcing you to do stuff online. But then it's whether or not do you set up a Facebook, do you set up a MySpace, you know? Yeah. Because then are you? Do you want to be the guy 
that on the age it says, you know, Vienna, Virginia, 43 years old. Do you want to be that dude? Because there is kind of that almost stigma to it. Well, there is that no answer option you can put on there. Yeah, but then everyone knows. And then you're an old guy wearing a wearing wearing a, a, a poison shirt, hat. right? And, a just, po- and just really having I don't know, trying to look young. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, I just saw that thing. And I'm like, man, I just wonder what it's like. I wonder what it's like. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Hey, let's take a very quick break. We'll come back, J Dubs. A lot of stuff still to get to, including including mm-hmm. uh, a great story about some parents ignoring their kids for video games. And I look at this and I go, hmm, you know, not that bad. It's not. It's not. All right, sure, you got some toddlers running around a CD motel because you wanted to play video games and you got consumed in it. But I'm thinking, like, tomorrow's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of the reason that I'm not really going to celebrate Mother's Day tomorrow is because my mom ignored. always ignored. Either she was ignoring me for those books... Or she was ignoring me for her soap operas. Or boyfriends. Yeah. She was ignoring me for her Dallas boyfriend cop who'd be getting stinky pinky while I'm sleeping in the other room. My mom would just be enamored with the new mop she bought. And that's all it is. And I'm like, it really kind of goes throughout the history of time. Parents have always ignored their kids, but they're trying to make a big deal of it because it's coming from video games. Quick break. Come back. It's the Hideout Hefe and Dubs. 106.7 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Out of Saturday night, half and dubs 106.7 WJFK. Give us a call 800 636 1067. That's 1 800 636 1067. Tonight, brought to you by Bud Light Cakes, Brett Junkettes, McFadden's for the Junkies Poker Open Kickoff Party. Register to win a free room at the Brigada Dinner. Tickets to see Bob Saget. Junkies Poker Open is May 29th. All brought to you by Bud Light. Looking for something to do tonight. There you go. Go learn a little something. I did last time I hung out with Brett five years ago. <laughs> it's a good dude, though. Uh, again, if you want to get in, you know the number. Instant Messengers, Hideout Radio. Saturday night. Saturday night, buddies have fan dubs here. Damn Pistons win. They're moving on. Yeah, they're going to be able to beat the Magic and go on from there. Yeah, I think they one more. We're going to have Celtics, Pistons. Looks like it. 
It's going to be a nice little uh, series right there. Then the Lakers are definitely going to be in the Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals. Still have to decide whether or not it's going to be the Spurs or Hornets. Probably going to be the Hornets. And then you may have the matchup. Lakers. Celtics. Old school. Yeah, but it's not. Why? It's not old school. Why? It's two quality teams. Yeah, but it's just it's like two all-star teams. I'm not even... I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad the Patriots did not win this year. Because oh, yeah. I, I, I hate Boston now, and I hate this all-star team that they've put together with the Celtics, and I do not want that. I don't want them to win a championship. Well, I, I hate I hate franchises overall. I hate dominating franchises. They're annoying. But and, this was their going from a worst to first because they assembled this all-star team. Uh-huh. I hate that. There's no, you know, having to fight through. And remember the old days of having to try to get over and get through that team. Kind of like what LeBron's having to try mm-hmm. to do, well, you know, in the early days of Michael. By the way, let me ask you this. Do you think Michael Jordan ruined the game of basketball? Um, I think he, no, because I think he saved it for the most part. I think him leaving ruined it. I think he ruined the game of basketball. Between him and ESPN, I think a lot of people saw him slam and the slam, the constant slam dunks. And that's all they ever got of it. Out of it was a slam dunk. But I don't think that was him. I think that was ESPN and the, the highlight reels, just playing that over and over again. And people thought that of Dr. J and the rest of them back in the day. They they loved to jam. Everybody like, likes the dunks. All right. So then, it's more of ESPN ruining the game. Yeah, it's a slam dunk contest. Than Michael Jordan, because everyone wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like Kobe, I think, and LeBron kind of have it right in the fact that they want to play defense. Kobe can hit an outside shot if he needs to. LeBron's still working on that. Yeah. But everyone else you always see was always, it was just the slam, tongue mm-hmm. out slam, when they didn't get the real full facet of what Jordan's game was about. And I just wonder if whether or not it was Michael Jordan, but I think it is ESPN that ruined it. Yeah, it, it's Sports Center. It's everybody wanted to be on the Sports Center reel. Right. Hey, you know what I was watching today? And I was looking at this guy and I'm like, you know what? This guy's a genius. Huh? I, I love this man. If I were to have a conversation, not just a conversation, but if I was to get to hang out with somebody, any person in the world, Jesus, for an hour, and just pick their brain, Mother Teresa, Charles Manson. I'm watching MSNBC today, and they have the mind of Manson. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching. They this, love Manson over on MSNBC. Because all they were doing. Is they were showing an old interview. This guy, the guy's great. He's sitting there doing an interview with some TV lady. I guess they were going to a commercial break or something. He stands up and he looks at the girl and he goes, "Look, you don't need me to tell you this. You need to drop ten pounds." Well, he has nothing to lose. He's Charles Manson. What would you say? I, I, if I was trying to get laid by the reporter, I wouldn't say that. But if you're Charles Manson, you aren't getting any of that. You know it. Why not just be honest with her? Be blunt. Like you could, uh, you could stand to lose a few, uh, few pounds off that ass. And he was like, "You don't need me to tell you that you need to drop about ten. Then why is he said? If because she... he's awesome. Think about this. He only killed, and he was only involved. Apparently, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, in the killing of nine people. Mm-hmm. However, he is a household name. Like he is one of the most. He's one of the names. He he's... is an icon. He is uh, synonymous with evil. Right there on the same lines with Hitler. Yeah. And Hitler killed six million. Mm-hmm. This guy only killed, didn't even kill, but nine. Responsible for the death of nine as opposed to the death of six million. 
and he is an icon. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, and he's talking about, and he does this great thing of where he's not so bad, you're the bad one. Because you're the one that's making the water so the fish can't breathe in it. You're the one that's making the ice caps melt. Which, by the way, he was saying 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So, And you're thinking that that Al Gore is not a lunatic. He's agreeing with Charles Manson. No. This tells you how out of his no, mind. No, this, this proves to me that Charles Manson is a prophet. No, Charles Manson is a kook just like Al Gore is a kook. Here's, I got just looked up some Manson quotes. Mm. Believe me, if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. <laughs> Do you worry that the crazies, the crazies are really the ones that have the world figured out? I do worry like, about that sometimes. And, that, and that's why they're crazy. And like you look at the yardstick at death.com and that blog, people would think of you, J-Dubs. He's a lunatic. We gotta lock this kid up. Look at what he's doing, dude. You got a yardstick, a gun, and a bullet. Yeah, that is enough. Then, seems reasonable. Then you read your rants. <laughs> now and I do. I do when I'm walking down the street and I see someone that has like I don't know schizophrenia or something. You don't know what he has. He's walking down the street, talking to buildings, being a madman. I'm wondering if he actually does see something that's actually there like that none a, of us, all, none, none of us can see. There's another dimension there. Yeah, and he sees it. And he knows what's going on. And he looks at us like, why can't you understand this is real? And we're the crazy ones. Well, we're just blind. We don't know. And that's why you have to sit there and you have to pick the brain of a Charles Manson. All right, here's another one of his quotes. Hmm. You eat meat and you kill things that are better than you are. And then you say how bad and even killers your children are. You made your children into what they are. He's right. You wouldn't want to sit down with Charles Manson for an hour? Oh, yeah. I love talking with psychopaths. I'd like to talk with uh, Al Gore, too. Crazy people. Just talking about craziness. No sense makes sense. My father is the jailhouse. My father is your system. I am only what you made me. I am only a reflection of you. The dude's deep. Alright, so he's, he's just reciting lyrics. No, but they're his lyrics. Yeah, but they're they don't mean that, anything. They're lyrics that people later on. Uh, you thought it just sounded good in a B flat. It means nothing. I don't know, I just thought that Charles Manson, that's the guy I want to hang out with. But apparently that makes me crazy. What's wrong? Nothing. I'll tell you during the break. You got a headache? No, no. I just thought of something that's going to upset you and your good day. Oh, jeez. You want to tell me now? Or is it sure. Too, or is it too inside? No. Well, you're probably going to stay here a little late with me. Uh-oh. Because we drove here together. Uh-huh. And I got some work to do in the other studio before tomorrow. Oh, uh, no, you don't. We'll leave that for the next guy tomorrow. Seriously, don't worry about it. Okay. Hey, um, speaking of kind of cool stuff. I wanted to ask you about you. You found a story about a kid that just got in trouble uh, for what happened with his dad. Yeah, um, kid steals a credit card. Nothing wrong with that. His father's credit card. Even better, buys hookers with it. <laughs> okay, let me get the. Uh, com- he bought a lot of stuff with it. One of the things was hookers. He ended up going on a. Uh, 
He uh, had three thousand dollars in cash uh, from the uh, the credit card, numerous electronic gadgets, an Xbox console, um, two local escort girls, and uh, the kid said his father wouldn't mind. <laughs> It was his birthday last week, and his dad forgot to get him a present. So he gave him a credit card? No, that, that, that's why he said his dad wouldn't mind. No, he, but that's what I'm saying, but that yeah. was the reason behind getting the credit card? Him and his friend, yeah, the 13-year-old and his friend, ended up going on a $30,000 spree. Culminating in playing Halo on an Xbox with a couple of hookers in a Texas motel. What's wrong with these hookers? They had to know they are hanging out with 13-year-olds. You think they care? You gotta sit there and try they to. Gotta know. You gotta try to analyze and identify the mental state of a hooker in Texas. If you haven't heard of a uh, uh, caught on video, you know, prank scene, that's it. You know, you, that that would be a candid camera type thing that someone's recording. Now these hookers are going to be on TV. You don't stay in that situation. You, you're in a risky business. Why make it even more risky? Dude, that sounds like a great night. Yeah, $30,000, video games, hookers. They also they also had Dr. Pepper, Fritos, and Oreos and explained they just had a big score of World of Warcraft tournament. So they wanted to get some relaxation. <laughs> well, of course. You, you finally accomplished something. You, you finished a mission, and why not go out and get a couple of hookers? These kids are heroes. These kids are ahead of their time. They really are. Because when you were 13, would you think, I just played a long game of Halo. I need a hooker. I need to figure out that. <laughs> and see, this is exactly going back to my point about the age of consent. And that whole thing about age of consent earlier. These are 13-year-old boys. And what are they looking to do? Video games and some pwn. Oh, wow. Both kids autistic. Stop it. These kids are brilliant. Then autism means new talented gifted. Just oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that that, um, that hurts the whole idea of uh, autistic. The, the hookers try to get away by just shining a flashlight in their face. Look at the sky flowers. Um, the father, a lawyer, said he had been too busy but would take them on a surprise trip to Disneyland instead of getting them that present. No, they got a lot more than that. Yeah. They were in the happiest... Disneyland. Yeah, they were in the happiest place on earth, the motel room with Dr. Pepper, Fritos, and Oreos. You know... There is something to be said for video game food. Like oh, you, yeah. You're never there with some broccoli and carrots. No, you're there with white shit. cheddar popcorn, just two liters of, of Mountain Dew and root beer. That's why that South Park episode is so awesome, the World of Warcraft episode. Where they're just getting all fat and greasy. And pimply. Yeah. And that's what they're growing up to be. I remember me and my friends had those days where we'd just sit around playing Nintendo, and you know, uh, we would go get... Like a big 12-pack of Mountain Dew, um, different microwavable things. And we'd sit there for hours eating. Right. 800-636-1067 if you want to come into the hideout. Half and Dubs here with you on a Saturday night. I also found this. The top four hardest levels in video games. Do you remember any really difficult levels you played it like that you just couldn't beat growing up? Man, it's been so long. I really don't know that I did. I'd never played on the Madden level on Madden. Really? No, I was always like pro or something, but I never made it all the way up to Madden. Were you able to ever beat Tyson in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Yes. Were you? Yes. Did you have to get his timing down or something? Did a friend teach you? Honestly, it was purely by accident. It was after doing it so many times, I got lucky. 
So it, well, I'm not going to say that I had some skill. I did beat it, but it was well, accidental. Could you beat him like consistently after that? Or no, no? it was just it one time. I just beat him. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that made one of the top four. I was Buster Douglas. I had the one time that was the greatest thing I ever did, and that's all. Yeah, I, I couldn't beat that, and I had a tough time beating uh, Zelda 2 when I was a kid. And actually, Zelda 1, too. My, me and my dad played Zelda 1, and my fondest memory I have of my dad is, well, one of the fondest, was him coming into my bedroom late at night and telling me, Pat it? No. Touch it till it throws up? <laughs> and telling me, uh, hey, wake up. I'm about to beat Zelda. Come on, watch me beat Ganon. Uh, it was 2 a.m. My dad can't wake me up so I could uh, see the end of Zelda, which was very disappointing. It just started flashing and going nuts, and then a little story came up. That's kind of odd. I wouldn't think that's... How old is your dad? Um, my, dad uh, my dad was uh, 19 when I was born. Okay, so he's in his forties then. Yeah. All right, that's. I would never thought that like maybe your, your dad would be playing Zelda. Like my dad would never sit down and play any sort of Nintendo game with me. He was only twenty eight, I think, at the time. I was like seven or eight. So he wasn't that old. He was my age. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, and he goes and he wakes up his kid and says, "Hey, hey, I want you to be proud of me. I don't want you to be proud of this paycheck that I'm bringing home because I had to steal this Nintendo, and I beat up another child for Zelda. But watch." I'm about to beat this. Mm-hmm. That seems incredibly irresponsible. The more I think about it, like even now, if you heard a story, oh. was it a school night? I'm sure it probably yeah. was. A school- yeah, that's why I was sleeping so early. Um, and uh, also, I couldn't play with my dad's player. You know, I'm glad you said player. I thought you were gonna say something else to start with a P. You know? No. Yeah. No. You, you know how you could have three saved players on Zelda? No. I, I hated Zelda. You did? Yeah. All right. Well, there's three players you can save on Zelda. So I had one. My dad had one, and like my one of my friends would have one. And I couldn't play with this player because what I'd do is I would just go through and waste all of his little like uh, potions and everything on stupid stuff, and then I'd save the game again. <laughs> so it basically like. Like, uh, totally erase, like, several hours of work. And that's what it is. It really is several hours of work. That's funny, though. I would never let anyone play with any of the characters that I made Mm. or any of the seasons that I made. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, too, you're sitting there and you're playing with a season. Maybe you got a cousin that comes over and is like, yeah, I want to play. And you're like, no. If we're going to play, we're going to play exhibition. We're not playing on the season. I work too hard for this. I invested too much time for you to maybe accidentally beat me and then ruin my recruiting. Now I'm starting to think that my mom was only attracted to degenerate gamers. Gee. Because she also... And then uh, she gave birth to one. uh, She also uh, hooked up and was dating a mullet for a long time of 10 years. um, And he would always play RBI baseball. And he would scream... The end bomb at any sports game. <laughs> like when RBA baseball was playing, those people ran so slow, base to base, and he'd be yelling, Run, Blank, run! Run, pineapple, run. Yeah. Uh, I think. I'm trying to think and analyze, like, maybe why is that that your mom was fascinated and went for and was attracted to kind of slack? Do you think that maybe your mom had a thing for young guys, but she didn't want to act on it? Maybe. And so instead, she's going with older dudes, dudes who are 
who are in 28, 29-year-old bodies but have the mentality of, like, 13, 14-year-olds. And then she works at a school? And then she works at a... Is it possible? My mom's a pederast? Yeah. Probably. I want to put it past her. She's a little creepy. Quiet. Odd. Enjoys drinking? No. She barely drinks. Only every time she drinks is when she calls in here. We should call her and ask her if she likes children. Hey, I want to call for Mother's Day. No, I don't want to call her. I don't want to call her. <laughs> I don't want to. Why would you get her on and say, we were sitting here, we were thinking about all the guys that you've dated before. Do you have a thing for kids, Mom? How uncomfortable would that be? <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind asking her, but you'd have to kind of break it down, though, you know? Is she Maybe seen... we'll do it next week, not on Mother's Day weekend. No, I think it's even better if you do it. You can imagine, the, the, we've already done so many awful things to our mothers when it comes to Mother's Day. I'll call her during the break, see if I can get a hold of her. But we're having phone issues, too, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know if we'll be able to. Could you have that conversation? Like, sure. I, mean, I know we're just sitting here, we're, ha- we're, ta- we're talking about it. But do you think it's real? Do you think I could call my mom off the air? No. I couldn't call my mom off the air and do it. On the air, I could. We were just thinking, Mom, I got a question for you. <laughs> I'm sitting back and I'm looking at all the guys you've dated. And they're really teenagers caught in men's bodies, like dudes who never grew up. Is there a chance that you may be in to teenagers? But society won't allow you to act on it. I guarantee this will be your answer. And when, when we do talk to her about it, we can compare this. <laughs> what? Exactly like that. No, Justin. And then that's the end of the conversation. I don't know. Wait, where did you get this? But, you know, it kind of makes sense because you grew up in, like, a backwoods area of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Where that is probably a lot more normal than people kind of understand. No, no, it wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of that going on. But that's no what more than, um, That's what happens in backwoods areas, though. No, it happens in cities, too. No, it's, I've Look never seen that. I've never seen that. Tampa's worse than any... Any backwards town. I want to talk to her. I called her in the break. Just Get a hold of her. What if she said yes? <laughs> what if she said then she go, oh my God, you figured me out. And she poured her heart out. Well, I do remember this. Would you think less of her? Um, Yeah, probably. Really? Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you this. I... Oh, hold on a second. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification along the Hideout Radio Network. Live from the Geico Studios, this is Washington's Talk Superstation, WJFK-FM, and WJFK-FM HD, Manassas, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the Hideout, America. Um, I will tell you this. I did bring this up to my mom once, and she froze for a second and kind of said, Really? That really happened to you? I told my mom I was molested by my father. Just messing with her. I'm like, Mom, I've been having... Why are you just messing with her? How does that come up? I, I just... I, I figured I'd mess with her. So I went up to her mom. I'm like, Mom, I have to have a conversation with you. I've had these memories coming back to me. <laughs> I think Dad raped me. Stop it. No, well, you I said, I think Dad molested me. And she said... Really? Like, she didn't say, you're being ridiculous or anything? Right. She was being like, you're starting to remember that? 
but you're only two. Oof. I do. I want to. I wish there was. All right. Let me ask you. Growing up as a kid, mm. if people followed you in your life and they saw kind of your everyday existence, yeah, or the majority of people in their everyday existence as a kid growing up, would yours be one of those heartbreaking stories? Like if it were a movie and people mm. saw the way you grew up, do, would you think it would be one of those heartbreaking situations? It would be a non-story. That's how bad it was. It was just not, yeah, it was nothing. There's nothing going on there. It wouldn't be heartbreaking. It wouldn't be inspiring. It would be just there. As people look back on their on their childhoods, mm. though, do you think a lot of them were like us, where they'd look back and it's kind of that situation of uh, this had this is no. uh, this was bad. I had no. a bad childhood. You know how many people I I talked to who were like, "Oh, I would love to be a kid again. That'd be awesome to be a kid again." There's no way I'd want to be a kid. Me, personally. Going back at the exact same time, not being a kid now, but being a kid when you were growing up being a kid, you got to you got to relive your childhood. Would you do it over? No, because I'd still have to relive it with the same people around me. Just psychos. And but, bad friends. But that's the difference between... Is that why almost an, it's a weird it situation? It was me back then. It was the uh, people around me who were just... Degenerate losers. But by the people around you, you're talking about your parents? Parents, friends, all of them. The whole mess of them. When did life start getting good for you? Like, when does life... All right, because as, when you're a kid, you can't control yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like, you can't control your surroundings. You're going to be stuck with these people more than likely until the age of 18. You almost understand runaways. Mm -hmm. Like, runaways, people look at them like, wow, why would this kid run away? But you don't know what their life is like. Maybe they are in a real weird, screwed-up situation where they have to bolt. You're basically imprisoned until you're 18. And it's really a luck of the draw thing yeah. where, you know, either you're born in one situation or you're born in another. Without a doubt. Um, I'd say about 15 or 16 is when it starts getting good for you as a kid. Because especially, you think it's right when you get a car? Right when you get a car, when, you, when you're given that little bit of freedom by your parents to go do what you want to do. Could you imagine trying to live under those rules again? Oh, the rules of being a kid again? Because I don't think we give enough credit to youngsters about how aware they are about mm -hmm. what's going on. And just if you're a 12-year-old, how you're kind of tortured. You know your mom's in the other room drinking. or Yeah, you're just sitting in there while you're hearing the, the, the free bird play louder and louder as the night goes on because she's getting drunker and drunker and dancing around in the living room while you're just sitting there trying to go to your happy place and play your video games. Or even, too, I remember being a kid at happy hour with my mom with her teacher friends, mm. and they're sitting around bitching about certain stuff that happened. And I'm there as a kid doing my homework while they're getting drunk, and mom's driving home, and they're bitching about everybody, and occasionally they'll try to slip into sex conversations, and you, but they're doing it in code. And you, you are. It's like you know every Wednesday night I'm going to have to go sit at the bar with my mom and do my homework while all this other stuff comes up. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're aware. And you do. You want to escape that. I don't think I could do it over again. No, there's no way. There's no way I could go through. Let me ask you this. You're given the choice to relive your life. Because, you know, we, 
we had to redo the open the mm -hmm. exact same way when this show started. You have the choice to relive your life, your childhood, the exact same way that it happened. Or someone says, you got to shoot yourself. In the head? Yeah, you're done. You, it's death. It's death or reliving childhood. I'd relive it then. I don't know that I would. Because there were, there were good points of it. It wasn't all bad. But then death, you're just not thinking about it anymore. Yeah. You just get... You, you, you're, you're done. And it's almost the awareness, too, of you're going to make the exact same choices. Mm. So maybe you don't go after the girl that you wanted. Maybe you have to go through the fat chick molestation again. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're aware of it the whole time. So or what, do you, so or do you what, pick you're, death? You're just outside yourself looking out for, yeah, for 18, 25 years? Oh, do you think that's what hell is? I almost imagine that hell is a loop of the most awkward and inappropriate situations in your entire life. I could see that. And there you are, and you have to just relive those <laughs> moments. Like, I have to sit there and relive the moment of my divorce and how agonizing that was. You know what I mean? And just how douche chill the whole... Just watching your life... So hell is douche chills for you. Yeah! <laughs> just the constant douche chills. Constant people singing on TV, breaking out into song on oh, sitcoms. Yeah. That's what hell is to you. Yeah! Two and a half men. <laughs> I do. I'm wondering if that's what hell is. Would you rather that or the fiery pit? Whatever they call that fiery pit where you're burning and it's excruciating, whatever they happen to say it is. Or it's a matter of that awkward time that you had with a chick. I enjoy the awkward moments. Well, then what is your my, personal hell? My personal hell... I don't know. I I think it would just be complete nothingness. You know, and just stuck there with my own thoughts. That's my personal hell. Douche chilliness is fine with me. I can I can enjoy that. I can see that for what it is. It's funny. Right. But just being there alone with my own thoughts, that's hell. Do you ever think about death at all? Oh, of course. What do you think about it? Do you long for it? No. Are no. you waiting for those extra inches to finally go off in the yardstickofdeath.com? No, I'm not looking forward to it, but it. I have like these very graphic dreams of um, either uh, car accidents where I can feel like my my teeth falling out. Yeah, it's it's what? really messed up. Yeah, uh, I can feel like my eye socket broken and that kind of stuff. You think you're going out in a car accident? A lot of times, or I can I have dreams of like my neck being slit. What? Yeah, and like I can actually feel it. What's it feel like? By the way, it's FA and Dubs There's in the hideout. There's not a lot of pain. There's not a lot of pain, but I can feel like the skin separated. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And it's in a dream. Yeah, it's in a dream. Do you wake up when this happens? No. No, I I, I don't. It, it, it must happen all night because, or it must happen right before I wake up in the morning. Because I don't, like, get woke up in the middle of the night from it or anything. 800-636-1067, Hefe and Dubs in the hideout. See, I've never had something like a dream that's that vivid. Really? That oh. vivid, like, especially you, when have, it comes to death. Do you have things talking in your ear? Like loud voices in your ear when you're trying to fall asleep? No. Oh, don't act like I'm the only one. You what, dude, what are you talking about? I have loud, piercing, 
very fluid, vivid voices in my ear when I try to sleep. Stop it. I swear to God. I swear. It's Opie and Anthony. You're listening online. That's what it is. No. It's it's constant just talking. What are they saying? What's it saying? It depends. It could be... It's normal conversation. No, it's not. It's... Like what? What's a normal conversation? Um, either like uh, talking about it's not anything about me. It's, it's like two people that not even related to my life just talking about their day, but it's loud. It's all right day. That's what you no. fall asleep with. That's I, what you. I, I swear to God, this has happened since I was twelve. I swear. What are they talking about? They're talking about whatever. It doesn't... It's Why are you everything. getting so upset? I'm because to... it, it doesn't matter what they're talking about. It, they talk about everything. They talk about food. They, they talk about TV shows. They talk about football. And it's been going on in your head since 12? Oh, 12, yeah. I need you to move out. Why? Because you hear voices. Are they male? Uh, mostly, yeah. Is there a really funny third person there? No. Hmm. It's not on, eh? Is it any ever female there? Yeah, every once in a while. And it's like you're tapping into another dimension of just people having a conversation. I don't even think of it in that level. I just think, stop it, I'm trying to sleep. What is it? What? I need to know if you're serious or you're running a bit. If you tell me you're running a bit, because honestly, right now, I'm a little freaked out. Why are you freaked out? I don't want you living in my house if since the age of 12, What's your you're problem? hearing voices in your head. What do you mean, what's my problem? What's your problem? There's no problem. Do you have earphones on when it's happening? No, I'm just laying there. How deep does the conversation go? Is it a superficial conversation or is it a real... It's background noise, but it's loud. They, they aren't talking to me. They're talking to each other. Is it me and my chick? No, it's no one. It, it's no one real. It's not real people. It's just a very fluid voice in my head. The voice says. Right, this is an official 60-day notice for you to move No, out. why? <laughs> because. Don't be silly. No, this Don't is. Don't be silly. This is stupid. It Have is. you ever asked anyone about it? Not why. They don't know these people. You don't know these people. Exactly. Why don't you get in, uh, in their affairs? You've never gone to a doctor and said, hey, listen, I hear people. No. Why? What are they going to say? Here's a pill. No, this will stop the voices. Is that why you're always distracted then, or is it only when you lay down? Only when I go to bed. Where you're on that fine line of just about to fall asleep? Mm-hmm. And it's not, because you've lived in different places, so it's not like your house is haunted or anything. No, no, it's everywhere. That's, dude, that's, that's kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. Because nothing ever comes good from people that hear voices in their head. The voices tell them to put the baby in the microwave. Or to spike the baby like it's a football. Or to go build a ranch and marry 12, 13-year-olds. Talking about idol. They're talking about. They are Is it PTI? Is that what you hear? No. Kornheiser and Wilbon? No. It's no one famous. It's no one at all. Just the voices in your head. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. 
other than I want you to move out. No. Or you're going to seek professional help first, and then you're going to move out. I don't need professional help. Either way, on May 10th, here's your 60-day notice. You're schizophrenic. I'm not a schizophrenic. You live like one. What's with all the newspapers piled up in your room? That's from you and your dog pooping everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's the Hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Good evening, godless sodomite. The Hideout. But we will destroy this place. Out Saturday night, half band dubs 106.7 WJFK 800 636 1067. 800 636 1067. We have an all skate going <laughs> coming up. Joe Radio at nine o'clock. All skate. <laughs> What's happening, man? Hey, man, you know, you should go easy on dubs. I hear, I hear a voice in my head every so often. Mm-hmm. Alright, good to know he's not alone. Yeah. What's, what's the voice? It says you want fries with that? Mm. <laughs> uh, and all, uh, just finally I say no and it goes away. Aww. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to see you. I'm not the only one who's not at the Bush wedding today. <laughs> yeah, I know. We turned it down. I don't want to pay for the flight to Texas. Gas price is too expensive mm-hmm. now. It's trickling I, uh, down. I'm celebrating with them with my Laura Bush margaritas. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at those old pictures that were uh, posted online, what, three or four years ago? Yeah. The Bush Bush. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The nudie pictures of her on the beach. I forgot about that. Yeah. What do you got coming up tonight, Joe? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to enjoy my Laura Bush margarita. It's three parts tequila, one, one part, part uh, uh, margarita, margarita mix, mix, and the top is salted with Xanax. So. Mm. <laughs> Comes with a pack of Virginia Slims. <laughs> nice. Uh, my guest is Pat's. Pat Fitzhugh, and we're going to be talking about the Bell Witch, second in the Joe Radio Summer Series of Urban Legends. How did last week go with the Mothman? It went went awesome. What did you learn about the Mothman? That he exists. Yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, tonight's The Bell Witch is the story that the Blair Witch Project was basically based on, so... All right. Well, very cool. We're going to have a good time, yeah. All right. There he is. Joe Radio, the summer series continues. Urban Legends. Thank you, Joe Ardinger. Uh, Good stuff. Excited about Joe Radio coming up at 9 o'clock. Hey, uh, let me ask you this. Just be honest. Okay. Is there anything you're passionate about right now? Lost. Lost is your passion right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you like this last week's episode? This week's uh, episode was great. The week before was very disappointing. But last week was great. That's it, though? Right now, yeah. Kind of. I wonder, does it, does it seem like people are less passionate nowadays than they maybe were before? I don't know. I I, I think if you, if you said that in the moment back in, you know, because I don't think there's a one time, maybe maybe the greatest generation was more passionate than we are. But most generations are pretty blah. Are they? Yeah. Because I was just thinking about it. I was just looking around. And I was wondering, is there anything that really kind of gets you going? Because remember 
when we did the hideout before, mm. uh, I was really into politics. Like, super into politics. Very much adamant that we should not have another four years of Bush. We did Boy, a, were you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so much so that we did a broadcast on JFK the night, that election night. Yeah, we, we waited until all, the, all the, uh, the, uh, the polls came in. And I started throwing things around the WJFK studio because I just knew what was going to happen. And, of course, I'm vindicated. But I look at this year's election, and I'm not nearly as, like, I'm not into it. Do you think because most of them, uh, the, the two are pretty much, because there's a very liberal Republican running, and then, uh, you know, there's two liberals on the left running as well, but the Republican isn't wacky. I don't know. I, 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 he I isn't think a crazy the, right winger. I kind of feel like the passion is gone. You, you got burned out by Bush? Bush I don't know. Uh, maybe. Bush took the life out of you. He, he actually did it. Uh, by the way, I get this on the instant messenger. Lost us for the gays. Whatever. That's all I have to come back with that. <laughs> Whatever. You're gay. But Homo. Then, but then the second thing is, I used to be really passionate about the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe it's when you get burned by something, you finally decide to pull back the passion. Because after that 2006 NBA Finals, mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. I don't. I can't get into it as much. I was actually yeah. kind of relieved when they, when they, when they were knocked out by the Hornets. Actually, I was thinking about this before. I was much more passionate about my Lions when they were going two and ten every year, and then when they got up to uh, seven, uh, I think they were seven and two this past season. I was really into them, and then they started losing, and I lost. All of the feeling, all of the happy feeling by the end of the the season, even like before there was no chance and I felt better about uh, the season than when there was, you know, a very, a very uh, positive first half of the season. And then, you know, it was just the last half. I got really burned out by him this year. I think it's easier to really have hope for your team when or hope for your your whatever when they've always been crap. But when they show a little glimmer of something and then they let you down after that, it's a lot worse. I gotta be honest. Here's a moment of truth. I feel the same way about this show. What? That there was a passion that was there that probably isn't there anymore. And I don't... You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of the... Dis- like, going up, getting to a point, and then being disappointed... And then it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to have the same drive for it that I once did because I almost feel like there was a crescendo. You don't think that'll ever come back? I don't know. I honestly don't. Like, I'm wondering if it's me because I look around at the rest of the world and I'm like, what are you passionate about? What are Mm -hmm. you passionate about? Are you passionate about illegal aliens? Is that what has you fired up? Are you passionate about GTA? So what are you passionate about? I think it's probably my chick and my dog. And other than that... Do you think you just can't be passionate about more than really one or two things at a time? And if one of them can, one or two consume all of it, then you can't focus on the other one? It could be. I think it could be. I don't know, though. Like, there's almost not enough time in the day 
mm-hmm. for everything you want to get done. Of course. And when you and but when you try to put all this like this energy into all these other different things, mm-hmm. then it maybe takes away from another. But when I look around, I'm like, what do you I guess people are still passionate. I guess there are people out there still passionate about politics, aren't they? Yeah. Well, oh, listen, you, the, you world, see all, the world revolves around me, you just see, so you know. So if I'm not passionate, no one else is. You see all the people uh, showing up to the Obama rallies, more numbers than ever before. Of course there's people out there passionate. They found their guy. They found something to believe in, but they, like uh, you... Like Poison once said. Yeah. You... You found someone to hate, and now that villain is gone. It's like uh, it's like you were you weren't a fan of Batman. You're a fan of hating the Joker, and now the Joker is not in the mix. They they moved on to the Penguin, and the Penguin does nothing for you. So you aren't going to watch this one. Or is it a matter of I'm just tired of being disappointed? I'm tired of being disappointed when it comes to the presidency. You know what I mean? Like I'm tired of being disappointed when I look at this president and what could could be. Because then I look. I see through it all. That's my problem, is that I'm too smart, and I see through it all. I look at President Bush. I knew what that was going to be. I was an absolute soothsayer when all of that came about. And then, in addition to that, Mm -hmm. uh, when I look at what's coming up now with Obama, he's not going to be the savior that everyone wants him to be. John McCain is crazy. He's not crazy. He's crazy. I'm sorry. He's crazy. If you have asked him, if you have talked about him two years ago, you would have been, oh, he's a good guy. But now that he's running against your party. But it's not even about that. I liked him in 2000. Yeah. It's too late now. And Hillary. (laughs) years. No, it is. It's too late, old man. Go to bed. It's 430. And then I look at Hillary, and she's just, stop it. You're not qualified just because you happen to be a wife. Mm. That doesn't make you qualified. That, that, that drives me nuts. But I'm just, I'm, I'm constantly disappointed by the I, government. So actually, I'm not, I'm not going to be into it anymore. I've heard from so many people that she is the most qualified president uh, presidential candidate that we've had in a long, long time. I don't get that at all. Yeah, where does that come from? What do you mean Qualified. And it's not about you being qualified. It's the people you surround yourself by. Mm. I'm, I'm sick of being disappointed by them. So I've had enough. I'm out. I'm done with the politics. And these mavericks. Oh, I'm going to break my heart constantly over and over. And I can't invest the time in it anymore. Mm. And I think I'm there with this show now. I think I'm done. I have a PD. <laughs> How many times have you said that? Way too many. Should have been right after the first one. It's almost like, why do you go back to the well and beat your head against the wall? For what? What are you doing it for? Why do I sit there and watch the Mavericks every year? When they've done nothing to help me. I mean, they have. So you're going to be bandwagon jumping for the rest of your life? I'm always going to follow them. But I can't invest the passion in it. Hmm. I don't think anyone else is passionate. I think it's because I've lost it, the world's lost it. <laughs> you know when it all happened? When? When I got my chick. Happy, though. Are you? You don't see her right now. No, I'm actually happy. I can't wait to go home to her and the dog. 
the cats. Fortunately, you're there. Constant reminder of failure. I dare you. But you need all. someone at all times. You need a, a full-blown relationship. I come home, and the first thing I want to do is, like, three shots of Tremegma and also throw back some dudes. You know what I mean? We had sex. <laughs> I, think that, I don't think that was me. It I think was. that was edited. Mm-mm. The world's not passionate, though. You've all lost it. You know what's going on here? I need drugs. <laughs> what are you talking about? I need a nice eight ball. How's that going to help you? Meth. You need you need some mood stabilizers. That's what you need. Mm-mm. I yeah. actually think I think I'm finally I'm finally well. No, you aren't. You're you're more unwell than no. ever. You're you're wrong. You don't even know me. I do too. We've only known each other three weeks. I you've been miserable for the last two weeks. Not, but I haven't though. You have. You've been walking around like a zombie for the last two weeks, being angry at different things. It's not true. Very true. Ask your chick. She'll back me up on that one. All right, I'm asking my chick. Hit me up in the instant messenger, sweetie. Have I been a zombie? The last two weeks. Or have I been happy? What are you passionate about other than lost? Is, that, still... is that good, though, if all you're passionate about is a, is a TV show? I'm still passionate about this show. It... It's kind of been thrown on the back burner because we're doing a full-time gig during the week, and I'm more passionate about that right now, getting stuff done on that side. Um, but I'm so passionate about the show, I haven't lost full passion for it. It's just the passion's been kind of spread about with a, a few other things. But, like, you're not, what, is there, you're passionate about your dog? Yeah, I love my dog. I wouldn't if I were you. Why? It's not a good dog. It's a wonderful dog. Mm-hmm. Smells, sheds. I don't know. I'm really kind of at a loss. <sighs> I don't know how CK does it, being a mm. PD. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe, yeah, you're maybe losing I got, it. Maybe I got too much going on. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do four shows? I do. I got four freaking radio shows. Can you expect yourself to be into all of it at all times? In charge of two radio stations. Got a family. I need some dope. I I wonder how people do it. Like, how do you do it? What do you mean? How do you make it through life? You just do it. What What are you medicating with? I know I'm medicating a lot with food. I need a... I would wish I was medicating with sleep. Because I've been hurting. Right. But what do you do? You don't do anything. You what work you six hours about? a day. Oh, that's bull. You work six hours a day. I come in here six hours a day, but I work more than that. Mm-hmm. I need to find the passion. I think you, you ma- need to find God. I think America does too. And I told you, if I'm going to go to religion, I'm be a Scientologist. Why? It's silly. Nah. Nah. I think that's the best religion that's out there right now. How? It's the one that's most for me. It's the one that seems the most realistic. Scientology. Let's do it. No, I'm not going to... I'll be a Jew. All right, you be a Jew, I'll be a Scientologist. Then we'll rule the, the... The media world. Yes. We will be on top of it. I'm telling you, that's what I'm going to do. I am not... I'm going to go and I'm going to get signed up. I'm going to do that whole test you got to do. What if you fail it? What if they don't take <laughs> you? I bet I would. <laughs> I bet I would. 
How crushing would that be? Yeah, if I went and the, and the Scientologist <laughs> told me, uh, we can't take you, man. Yeah, you just don't. You don't make the grade. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, my chick says I've been very happy. No. I have not been a zombie. I've gotten fixated on an odd detail or two, but I'm happy. You know, she said, you know what she says? Hmm. And she's actually brought up something that's correct. I don't have any time for myself. Yeah. That's the big thing. And I don't have any time for myself. You haven't had that since you started working the other job, what, eight months ago? I think there's something to be said for me time. You know what I need? A vacation. A vacation for my problems. You need a a long commute. No, I don't. That hurts. Commutes are great. Commutes help. Maybe I'll start taking those pills that you take, the cranium, or whatever that is. I don't know. I don't take any pills. You're such a liar. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna... Tell him, Bill. Who's Bill? Oh, is that the voice in your head? Never mind. Don't tell him, Bill. I think I'm going to take a vacation. I think I'm going to go away alone. All right. I think I am going to go Where away. Where are you going to go? I think I'm going to go to Tom Cruise's ranch. I think whenever you become a Scientologist, you automatically get to hang out with Tom Cruise and John Travolta. You end up making out with John Travolta. I don't care. Can you imagine if I'm in the tabloids making out with John Travolta, how great that would be for our be careers? Awesome. What if let me what if the only what if I came to you next and be like, dude, I found the passion. I love men. <laughs> The passion is back. I found out what isolate. it is. No, do not isolate. isolate that. Don't. What if, like, that's what's missing? <laughs> Penis. It might be. But it's not. It might be. It's Try for, it. It's for Come you. Here. Come here. Go away. But that's not it. I'm not even going to take anything out. Just reach your hand up the bottom of my shorts. <laughs> what if that was part of the thing, though? It's like... You know, someone came to you, like uh, like look. a wizard from the from the phone commercials. Well, we're gonna find out if that's what you need right now. Hold go, on. Go away. Hold on. Get out of here. And go get the other station on the air. Stop it, dude! Seriously, get away! No, come on. This isn't helping anything. Come on. I'm trying to do a radio show. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to put your, my hands on your waist. I know you were, and you wanted a slow dance. You wanted a grind, but that's not gonna help anything. I'm trying to figure out my life here. 800-636-1067. You're in the hideout. It's a Saturday night. half and dubs. Because <sighs> let me tell you where I'm at right now. I'm just going to have a conversation between you and me. Dubs le- left, went to the other room. Got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. PD at two stations. Four radio shows. I want to do the hideout, but I don't have the energy for the hideout anymore. You sure do. I'm going to take a hiatus. A hideoatus? A hideoatus. No. J-Dubs is going to be the treehouse for the next three, four weeks. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and, we're, and it's going to be good. I, di- I do, though. I'm serious. That's fine. Who do you want to be your co-host? God. What? Joe. <laughs> he doesn't want to come on board with you. Then Cool. Then we'll do J-Dubs and Joe show. I think we should check with him first. From No, he's cool with it. From <laughs> 6 to 11 Saturday nights. And you guys just go with it. And then I'll be back later. 
and we'll be cool, and everything will be fine. <laughs> I just got this from the studio. I take more vacations than Bush. You do. You have no idea. We're not going to tell you what's coming up, but whatever. Listen, Saturday nights, the hideout. FA and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. Don't you worry about my schedule. Because you don't know what my schedule's like. You know what I need that I can fix mm. all this with? A child. I think now's the perfect time to get a kid. I don't think you are father material. And I don't mean that in a, wrong, a bad way. I just don't think it's for you. I think I have a lot of knowledge to share, not only with the audience, but with my kid. Like what? All right, honey, from now on, we're, I'm not dominant. You're not dominant? Wait, she's Dom- going to strap one? No, dominant. Uh, I'm going to start for kids. With kids? No, I'm going to start trying to have a kid. <laughs> I think it's time. I think I'm ready. You have three cats and a puppy. Maybe that's what's missing then. There's a child. Then you have to kill one of your cats. <laughs> All right, I'll kill Maggie. She'll be the first to go. Because, actually, you'll probably have to kill all of them because they suck the breath out of children. I think that's what I'm going to do. There it is. I'm going to start trying to impregnate my chick. That'll get the passion back in my life. You think that's all you need? A child. Your girl to be pregs? Uh, mood swings. Yours. I'm kind of upset that I was robbed by God and not to have the ability. To have kids? Yeah. Really? I think it's my motherly, awesome. my motherly instincts. I think. It, do you feel like you have motherly instincts because you were raised by a mom, your single mom? I tend to be a nurturer. Yeah. Like, I, I find girls that are a little bit damaged and trying a to little fix bit. Them. All right, very damaged. And only the damaged one are, are attracted to you. Yeah. God. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to drink myself to sleep and cry. I thought you were happy. I'll be happy because tomorrow i got a complete day off. No, I don't. You know why I don't? Because the PD's job is never done. It's never done. All you guys, you have such l- great lives. Dub shows up for six hours a day. Mails in a radio show every week. Mails in. I told you about my voices. I haven't told anybody about those. Oh, so now it's going to become an excuse? No, it's not an excuse. It's actually where the ideas come from. Bill. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another Saturday night in the hideout. Bill's a funny man. Yeah, well, maybe you should start listening to his jokes because you haven't been very funny at all lately. How dare you? I've been hilarious. Why don't you bring a, a punchline or two to the table, J-Dubs? Why don't you bring a punchline to the table? Yeah, see? <laughs> All right, my friends. Have a good week. Uh, check out one of my many four radio shows over the next... I almost cursed. I almost cursed. I almost did it. Oh. <laughs> it almost happened. We have an XM coming up, too. More details on that very soon to come. Five hours. Five hours straight. What? I'll have more details than that. Later on You're kidding, though, right? No. What are you talking about?
Are you serious? Yes. An XM thing, too? Five hours. Huh? Why? Are you you're kidding, right? No. Please tell me. Please There's tell no me. date hammered out yet, but it's going to happen. Please tell me you're kidding. No. I can't do it. I'm it's out. In, I quit. It's in the next three weeks. I, no, I quit. I can't. I'm gone. No. I'm gone in the next three weeks. You aren't. We're going to be here. I quit. That's it. I'm done with radio. I'm going back to PR. I'm going to go be a personal trainer. Please tell me you're kidding. No. Ah. Can't turn that down. Joe Radio coming up. They're counting on us. And (sighs) happy Mother's Day. Now, Mom, I agree with you. You shouldn't have talked Dad out of the abortion. You should have done it. Vacuum cleaner, hanger, whatever. Clumpy Silva should have been my name. You're not kidding, are you? I hate you. Stop signing us up for stuff. <laughs> you guys have a fantastic week. Joe Radio's next. Go check out Brett Cakes, everybody at McFadden's tonight with the Junkettes for the poker party. Kicking off. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I... I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.